Welcome back to our podcast, Depression, a Dark and Lonely Place. We hope you find uh, this resource and other resources that we offer at parkhillschurch.com to be helpful. Well, Pete, today is our sixth session on the subject of depression, a dark and lonely place. And and today, I, I think we have it as a plan just to dialogue a little bit and uh, share some stories and some things that about what we've been talking about, and then even talk about what's going to be coming next. I think that's a great idea, Mark. Um, we've not mentioned it before, but everybody involved with the church realizes that you're about to leave to take a pastoral position in the state of Iowa. And so this will be our last time together. Um, I thought we could put it to good use by letting people hear from us a little bit about how some of these ideas that we've developed over the uh, last several months, um, how they've resonated in our own lives for good or for bad. Yeah, I think that's a good good thing to do, and part of the reason why um, Pete and I have have chosen to do this together is that we can relate on on the level of of depression. And uh, you know, Pete, uh, share with you a little bit more about some of the uh, pretty intense uh, depressive crashes and things like that. I can't relate to him on that level. I can relate on the level of just some um, depression that might last a month or two and. And again, just understanding the difference between just things being not way you want them or, you know, it's it's not a sunny day, so you're bummed out. It's something much greater than that. It's more than your circumstances. There's just a heaviness and a darkness that, that you have to, um, f- you know, function through. And, and I've been able to be pretty high functioning in those times. And um, it, for, for years, my wife wasn't even sure what was going on with me, but she's gotten a lot more along the lines of, saying, you're kind of in that place, aren't you? And I say, yeah. And and so we you know, try to pray our way through that. I have not uh, come to a place where I've needed medication, and I'm thankful for that. I've just come to understand that that I can um, I can still function, so it's not as serious as, as it can be so often. But uh, it's certainly a time when, when um, her support and her just knowing it has been very helpful. And, um, and that forces me to talk about it, which is really the benefit of, of this whole podcast. I think that's one of the primary benefits is sort of a, I guess we want to encourage people to step out of the silence of it. And, and I, you know, I hadn't mentioned that to you before, Pete, but really that to me is what this is. It's, it's an understanding that um, like, like the title that you so aptly chose a dark and lonely place, there's such loneliness in it because you do feel alone. And even if, even if you can verbalize it to someone, they may not totally understand. Yeah, you just said a mouthful. And I think, in particular, what you um, said just near the end there was that we want people to begin to be able to talk about their situation. Um, And we want people to be able to seek help from others, but... As we've talked about over the last five um, sessions together, there have been so many obstacles to that 
that have been entrenched in society and even entrenched in the church. Feelings of shame, feelings of guilt, um, and as we've pointed out, oftentimes even um, close family members, close friends, and even people in the church over the um, decades that I've been involved with this um, issue, I find that good people who otherwise can be very compassionate because it's such a mysterious condition and they can't relate to it, they tend to think, well, I can't help here, so I'm going to revert to what I would normally do to help or encourage somebody, and that would be let's find some scriptures, um, let's talk about possible sin in your life, let's talk about um, how you relate to life and relate to other people. And, you know, let me just say, those are very, very good places to go when you're dealing with a person in distress of any kind, um, whether you're counseling or whether you're just coming alongside them as a friend. Yeah, and I think um, on top of that, just the, it's interesting as we've, we even talked about producing this podcast, the people that have kind of risen up and said, oh, I resonate with that or, or even want to share their story. And I, and I think that's a little bit of where you're going to be going, isn't it, Pete, to hear some other people weigh in on this that maybe you'd be surprised to know they struggle. And I think there's, there's, there's a healing and a therapeutic part of just being open and honest about it too. I think it's been good for you and I to even do this podcast together and talk through some of these things, and it, it's helpful to us as individuals. It is, and I uh, I find when I uh, when I leave here um, and just kind of reflect on where my mind is, you know, for the next twenty four hours or so, I find that I've somehow built some structure into my thinking that has good, wise principles and good wise advice because as i was saying a minute ago um the advice you're going to get typically from close friends and this is not a criticism maybe it's a wake-up call but it's not a criticism from family and close friends um they're going to advise out of their own understanding and their own experience and little by little we want to have uh, people be free to talk about this mysterious darkness in a way that doesn't get pushed away because people don't understand it. Mm. It can be frightening. It can be uh, a little bit elusive, very mysterious. But there are ways that we can help each other. And what you just said, um, talking about our experiences and listening to each other's journey about the things that have been helpful, things that have been harmful, the scriptures that we've attached into our thinking. Um, that's been a really good part of our yes. time together. Yes. Yeah, it's so important. And um, I'll let you in on a little secret, people, that it, um, Pete knows as well, is that as a as pastors, when we've had people come in and and talk with us or whatever, no matter what the subject is, there's often a, a silent prayer going off in, in our hearts and minds going, Spirit of God, give me guidance and give me direction. Uh, limit me from 
saying something that would be hurtful and not helpful, give me insight, give me clarity, help, help me to understand. And I think for, for those of you who might be um, trying to encourage someone who's struggling with depression, that's a great reminder just to seek the one who knows what we don't know and to ask God to give some guidance in that and, and lead in, in that regard. You know, I, I think that from the Christian perspective of these kind of situations, there's something so um, enhancing to our faith when we are willing to get down in the weeds with other people. We're willing to carry their burdens and, and, and listen and, and share struggles with one another. And it really, it just it intensifies relationship. You know, we can have relationships with people and just be talking about things in life, everything's fine, just talking about what's happening and, and, and not ever go deep on a spiritual level or even on a personal emotional level. And the sad part is that relationship stays at that shallowness. But when you are willing to go deep with someone you trust and they're really, the depth of relationship is beautiful. And when you add the scriptural element in that or, or Christians encouraging Christians, it's just there, there's a deepening to the faith, I think. Absolutely. And it, I would add to that, though, that it's something that needs to be cultivated. Because mm-hmm. yeah. typically um, when good Christian friends see somebody hurting or family members hurting, the typical thing is we want to fix it. We want to bring help. We want to stop the hurting. We want to be a friend by taking the pain away. Mm-hmm. And so what we tend to do is we tend to revert to our own understanding, which is limited, of course, because the the, the whole disease itself is mysterious. But by reverting to our own understanding, what we are basically saying, at least this has been my experience on the receiving end of it, I am so thankful that the person is trying to help, but it's mm-hmm. very clear to me that he doesn't understand. Sure, yeah. Yeah, because there's so many levels and, and layers to this as well that, that make it a little bit more complicated trying to understand it, you know. But that, that communication of that love by trying is 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 a neat thing, and that's part of what makes life worth living, really. You think about it, you know, assumptions are so dangerous. And when we look at other people, we might just look at what their career is like. We might look at their financial status. We might look at uh, how esteemed they are, even in the church community or in the community in general. We might look at their children and how they're doing in school, and we might just size them up and make an assumption, boy, their life just must be great. Uh, you know, and the longer I've been in ministry, I realize everybody struggles. Everybody's got a hurt. Everybody's got something uh, that, that, is, that is hard for them, or it's um, something that's heavy in their lives. And, and these kind of conversations, these kind of avenues open up um, an opportunity to to be real with each other and and be deep and understand that whatever it is it's um, that's causing that pain, we can be a blessing to each other. And even for the person struggling with depression, to turn around and encourage someone back when when they're open about what they're struggling with, that can even bring a little uh, bright light in. It really does, um, because the, uh, 
I, I've got to say, there, there's an immediate um, release, if you will, of tension um, to some degree, immediate lifting of the fog that comes when you know that somebody really cares, that they care beyond the limits of your depression. Think about that. It's easy to... Um, it's easy to feel so isolated that there's a wall between us and the people who want to help us. Um, it's, it's a wall of understanding. And the people who want to help us can come up to that wall and say all the good things that they can say, but there's a feeling that unless you can come inside that wall, I can't really feel connected with you because you are ministering to a person that really, I won't say doesn't exist, but that doesn't exist in the form that you think he does. Mm. That's a good re good reality. And there's risk going behind the wall, isn't there? I mean, there's a risk of, of letting people in and there's a risk of going there too because it's, can I, can I truly help this person? And there's a risk of even opening up because that's part often how we get behind the wall is to realize, you know, listen, we both struggle and, and then that wall goes down a little bit, but it, it, it there's something deeper and there's an investment there. It's an investment and it's a long-term investment and yeah. it's hard when you want to help people. It's hard to realize that you're in it for a long haul because you want to relieve that pain and you want to bring help. But truthfully, even, even for the person who's familiar with depression, even for the person who understands something about it, we have, to, going to your point about uh, ministering to others, when I've been in the position of ministering to people, I have to carry with me the understanding that there's only so much I can do today. Now, maybe as the weeks and months and years go by and we walk together with hurting people, we come to trust each other, we learn each other's triggers, we learn each other's fears, but we've got to be willing to do that. And, and, and the other side of the danger there is that the person who wants to help can feel exhausted or rejected if he's not seeing fruit. Mm. And depression isn't something that you easily see fruit from trying to help. It, it can be all over the place. It can be there one day. It can be lighter the next day. Um, from hour to hour, it can even change. Yeah. Let's jump back to some of the, the trigger concepts a little bit. And, and, traumas, uh, whatever they may be. And even, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, uh, Pete used to work in, in reconciliation ministry for churches and what really was a great blessing to Park Hills. And I think even those kind of things, tra trauma, relational traumas, or uh, it's amazing how broken relationships can, can be triggers of depression or struggles. Um, so let's talk just briefly about that. Um, just about how that plays into it. Well, that's good. Um, you mentioned that we're going to continue with this uh, podcast down the road, and one of the things I want to bring into it um, several weeks or months down the road is the idea of relational conflict. 
and the stress that that can put on people. But the um, we don't have the time or the uh, structure to fit that into today, but your point is well taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everybody, in some form or another, uh, walks into adulthood as an injured spirit. Sure. I really believe that. And it can happen from deals that are going on in the home, um, struggles that are going on socially, uh, parent-child relationship things. Um, the fact is that if we can, you mentioned very well just a minute ago about how we tend to judge people by yeah. the externals. Assume yep. assume things about them. And, you know, I think we tend to judge ourselves by those same things. Good insight. Yeah, we want to be capable. We want to be well-liked. We want to be successful. We want to be leaders. And if we are doing those things, we want to do it well and we want to be well-affirmed. And... Uh, I think the problem there isn't that people aren't affirming us, is that we've put so much stress on ourselves through the um, expectations that we've put on ourselves, and that itself can lead us into depression. Self-understanding is a big part of, um, of dealing with depression, understanding what we can do about it, and really maybe then learning to back off and not take ourselves quite as seriously as we've learned to do. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up the heading into the adulthood with injuries. Um, I would suggest, and you and I have not gone there at all yet in this series or even in our conversations, but uh, I would suggest that this is showing up earlier in kids' lives a lot due to social media. I mean, we're seeing this even in the teenage realm and preteen realm where they're carrying such heavy heavy loads because of even cyberbullying kind of stuff or just all the pressures that are on even kids now that's it's pretty sad to see and but how these could even lead to that even some of the uh, suicide rates and things like that yeah we're not in a position to talk about um, any deep understanding of suicide uh, and, and that's not the purpose of this uh, series. No, no. However, we need to recognize that depression can take us into a place where life doesn't seem worthwhile, mm-hmm. where we feel we'll never get out of it. Um, we can't possibly see the resources or the connections that can bring us out of it. But, you know, um, that is really why we're doing this yeah, time is. together, is to help people know that if you feel that way, you're not all that abnormal. And if you feel that way, there is hope. Yep. And um, I, can't, uh, I can't agree with you more than when you said that there is a healing thing. It's hard to measure and you never know how or when it's going to show up. But there is a healing effect from honest friendship, accepting love, and a caring that does not give advice or judge simply takes the person by the hand and says let's walk the next few steps of life together and if we come up with some good ideas at least um, we'll have that fruit but if we don't we'll have the fruit of trusting each other the fruit of taking comfort from each other 
fruit of relationship. Well, Pete, you've chosen uh, Lamentations chapter 3 today, and what wonderful words here. Lamentations 3, I'll read them to you from uh, verses 19 through 26. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke of his youth. The, um, there is just a treasury of truth in Lamentations yeah. and in the rest of the, uh, the prophets. Um, Lamentations, as, as we know, uh, was written, we believe, by Jeremiah. And it was written at a time which was a terrible time for the nation of Israel, Judah. And people were being hurt. People were being uh, killed. People were under the oppression, that yoke of, of fear and discouragement. And it bled over into the writings of Jeremiah. Um, he seems to he presents himself as a very sensitive, introspective man, which uh, is a ripe field for depression to grow, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what he's saying is things were terrible. I've felt terrible. I've felt that bitter gall of not knowing what's going to come next. And guess what? The Lord knows about it, mm-hmm. and the Lord is involved in it. And I don't know why or where where this all came to us exactly. A lot of it had to do with our own sins as a nation and individually. But there may be even more things in terms of God's principles that we'll never understand. And yet he steps back from all of that struggle and says those encouraging words that uh, I will I will seek the Lord. And what that tells us, you know, that's more than Sunday school talk. That's more than you need to be a good Christian talk. That's the kind of talk that says, perhaps I have been fighting the wrong battles. Mm -hmm. Perhaps I've been fighting battles that I'll never win. And I wonder if in depression we don't engage in that ourselves. Maybe I'm fighting battles, uh, I mean, who knows, fighting battles to please my parents, fighting battles to uh, be popular in high school, fighting battles to um, not have done some of the foolish things I did in my early adult years, fighting battles to uh, rid myself of what I have believed is guilt and shame and regret. Um, Maybe we stop fighting those battles and just say, as Jeremiah did, this has happened. And yeah, we were involved in it, and our, our struggles and our sin and our transgressions are all blended together. However, we don't need to extract all of those things and extricate them from us. Let the Lord do that. Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. I like it, but this I call to mind, therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And that brings us... Mercies are new. Yeah, that's right. And that brings us into the realm that you talked about earlier, in the realm of prayer. And again, it can sound like an easy advice, but truly, I will tell you that um, prayer and learning the Word of God, uh, it, it bathes your soul with fresh and clean messages that the world simply can't do because the world's wisdom is always going to be based in some way on self-improvement, self-satisfaction, self-care. Mark, why don't you read verses 31 and 32 while we're at it? Sure. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief... He will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. You know, if you could memorize those two verses Mm -hmm. and take from them the fact that the Lord may have been afflicting. Who knows, in our depression, in our experiences in life, there may be some affliction going on. Maybe it's corrective discipline from the Lord Or maybe it's just part of God's purposes for us that we will never fully understand. Mm -hmm. Because um, Paul in Romans talks about that. uh, And he basically says, who can understand the counsels of the Lord? Yeah, Somewhere in Romans 11. I don't know exactly. I hope that you um, listening are are able to detect that Pete and I enjoy this time together and... uh, this is the last one I'll be recording with Pete uh, because I will be moving on uh, to Iowa, and I'm a little bit bummed about that. Well, I'll tell you, um, I've appreciated very much your joining me in this project, and I've appreciated, as we said earlier, the, um, the fruit in our own lives, at least in mine, um, it comes in mysterious ways, just as depression is mysterious. Um, little moments of healing can come there, and... The materials that we've been putting together, you and I, over the last six sessions, um, we're not perfect. We're certainly not uh, medical professionals or psychological professionals, and we don't intend to be, and we've told you that. But we're people who have walked that road. And as a result, you know, we've studied, we've read, we've hurt, we've prayed, we've cried. We've had moments of comfort. We've had moments of victory. But we can share those with you as people who've been down that road and are still walking that road. And that's where I intend to take us um, in the uh, episodes ahead. Wonderful. Well, Pete, it's been a pleasure, my brother, and a thrill to do this together. For the rest of you, be watching for new podcasts to come. I know some of Pete's ideas and some of the plans of bringing some other people in. I think you will enjoy that. So be ready for those to be coming. Let me close this out with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that you are the Lord whose mercies are new every morning and the steadfast love of you just never comes to an end. And we're so grateful for that, that you're faithful, that you are with us in in all those times, and you will not cast off forever, and you will have compassion because of your steadfast love. So, Father, we just thank you for that. We ask your blessing on those who are listening. And, Lord, may you 
uh, do what only you can do in their lives. And may they give the credit to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.